Welcome back to the final say. After a one week hiatus, we are uh, back. Well, it, I think we got a vacation day though because of Fourth of July, right? Yeah, it was I like mean, in the middle though. It was like I I didn't work Thursday. What did you work Thursday? Yeah, and Friday. Oh, you worked Friday. It's Fourth of July weekend. Buddy, you're a wild man. Dude. I got an apartment. Scott, you're grinding. <laughs> I'm a dog. I got an apartment now, so I got to pay rent. Well, not now, but when I moved to Boston in September. So, oh yeah, rent's not cheap. Though. How much is your rent? It's a three bedroom. The rent's oh. twenty two hundred a month divided between... by between three plus utilities and stuff. It'll probably. I did the math though. It's gonna range monthly from like eight fifty to like nine hundred a month. Fucking Boston living ain't cheap. And your and college class. Oh my god, dude, that's <laughs> so expensive. Yeah. Holy shit. It, but go, like that is like you have like sick bars. Like going out got, with the yeah. There's park. There's parks. Yeah. Oh, you treat like, yeah, it's last year. Senior year. Also, we got no. Damn. We forgot to mention we have no bez on this pod. Oh yeah, bez. <laughs> okay, uh, bez is bez is helping the children though. Bez is he's coaching the youth. Quote unquote, stuck at volleyball camp. He's stuck at his girl's house. <laughs> He's saying volleyball camp. And just, yeah, the volleyball just camp. With, I know you're just hanging with your girl in Boston, Bess. You're not fooling me. Yeah, fucking loser. Um, <laughs> yeah, that guy sucks. Yeah, that's that's a lot of months, Evan. That's, but yeah, I can see why you're grinding. I'm going to say, I took Thursday off, went, got a ton of shit done, hit the gym. When golfing, do you play this like nice little par three course in Haverhill? Played uh, played pretty well. It was a lot of fun. You need beers when you play par three courses because that's how you make it fun. But uh, yeah, it was good. And then uh, went golfing Friday. Fucking, it was a shitty weekend though. It really wasn't that great of a weekend. Like oh, it rained every day. Didn't that's it? an understatement. It was pretty. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> the weather was garbage. Like I was at my lake house like we're part of like this association and everyone like pitches in money to like get like a bunch of like burgers and hot dogs for the grill and we all grill together oh so nice we go down onto the deck where everyone is and it's just downpouring you got sog- soggy hot dogs soggy buns the soggy burger- buns are <laughs> you don't want soggy buns the nah, burgers bro. are just straight mush it's just terrible and everyone's out there just torrential downpour. You're just standing in line waiting to get your food and then you just run back inside. Oh, that's yeah. tough. That's. Yeah. Yeah. Who got stuck grilling? I want to know who, who drew that straw. I think, I think literally they were all done grilling like right before it, like the oh, moment, the moment we went to eat is when the rain started. Just. That's terrible. No cabanas. You guys no cabanas or. Uh, no, they're just like this one big umbrella, but it ain't gonna do much, and that's about it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's tough. Yeah, that was yeah a pretty... soggy buns. Soggy... Unless you're <laughs> unless you're trying to eat a hot dog competition. Did you did you see that over the weekend? Joey Chestnut. What do you take Joey down? Seventy five dogs in ten minutes. He beat his beat his record. He's a fucking animal. We did the Joey math. Ch- yeah, we did the math out, and if he stayed at seventy five dogs at a ten minute rate. He's eating 450 dogs an hour. That's. But see, obviously, that's he wouldn't be able to keep that exponential rate. But like, 
he would plateau obviously but like four like, i seven, wonder seven and a half dogs a minute just imagine that you're shoving like that's the thing it's like they're literally like it goes it's like what is it it's like you dip it in the water and you just, yeah. like it's like the, it's, to be the guy of i wonder how many i wonder if we can get him on the podcast realistically i wonder if he's like a realistic he's person pretty famous though is he I mean, is he like the guy who we get kobayashi when it comes to, when it comes to hot dog eating he's the fucking guy yeah so i guess like he probably would be kind of popular as one of like he's like probably he's like the sons of four guy where it's like oh yeah he's he's got like 80k on instagram but do you think that joey chestnut like every girl is like repulsed by him because they just see him munching he's sweating profusely and just munching Dude, dogs. Hey, you think it's you think it's easy doing that <laughs> like, you think you think going to the gym's hard try putting down 75 hot dogs in 10 minutes instead of waking up at four and and you know curling doing some you know doing some tricep extensions i'm just gonna see how much i can expand my stomach by pounding like 70 dogs that's it's it's insane what that kid what that guy can do it's just it's on it's unnatural to see a man put down that many put down that much food in a matter of 10 minutes like you think he eat no he no so like this is like you think he tr- like what do you think his training looks like you think he's trying to like like how do you i wonder how i know train for that. i remember like hearing some i could be completely wrong but I just know that, like, the training regimen, obviously, you have to expand your stomach over a period of time. But, like, I believe that one of the commentators was saying how, like, they starve themselves, like, like prior. You must. You have to, like, prior to. I, maybe, like, I, a day or, or two. Maybe they're t- oh, they might be doing, like, cleanses, too, to clean themselves completely out. Like, you know, like, when they do, like, the uh, – my mom did one, like, forever ago for some reason. And it was like lemon juice, cayenne pepper, and water was like the only thing you could have for like a week. And like you could have like maybe like a shake or something, but like that was it for like, I think it was like five days. I want to say five days, but it's like doing a complete oil change in your body. Like every toxin in your body is getting flushed out of you. Oh, yeah. Joey Chestnut's definitely sucking down that concoction. He's doing something different. Like, <laughs> He must just like pound like 75 dogs and they just like lay there in a coma for like a day. I wonder if he's doing like this. You ever hear like what Steve would Steve will do it would do when he'd like drink, take down like a bottle of whiskey in like 30 seconds. He would just go and he 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 would would eat a bunch of food. He would eat a bunch of food and like sometimes he just like throw it all up after. Like after he's done making the video and like then he'd go eat a bunch of food. To absorb the alcohol or whatever. I'm thinking he's going in the back room and trying to get some of that. But, like, that sounds awful to try to get that much food out of you. One thing, we'll move on after this, but <laughs> you should just think about, like, fitting 75 hot dogs in someone's stomach. How is that even physically possible? He, he must be, he like, that's the thing. I think you're probably, like, picking, like, what, like, one or two bites and just... <laughs> Like it's yeah, he sucks you're pretty much down. you're pretty much vacuuming them up. Like as fast as you can tonic them in, they're getting sucked down. So it's like it's it's it, it's, it's one it's, of the craziest things that we have that goes on on the fourth of July that is just awesome. I love how Americans love it and all the other countries must just be like, wow. 
like this is what america is bunch of fat asses just yeah it's like i feel like some countries look at us as like oh like they feel like they're like the fucking king everything where it's like everything's competition where it's like yeah legit everything in this country can be broken down to a competition like you go to a party you're doing something competitive like your fucking flip cup like beer pong like everything you do in this country is based around somewhat of a competition Oh, yeah. Especially if you're drinking with our good friend, Kyle Croto. That guy loves making everything in competition. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you want to bet on that? <laughs> I can't eat. Um, yeah, he does love doing that. Or it's uh, or trying to keep up with Cam stuff, too. Even with that guy. Is, it's a little scary what that guy can do with a beer. Oh, yeah. That guy goes to town. It's like, he, no, stop it. Once the train he makes starts a, moving. He makes a beer. Wish it was never... He makes a beer rude. <laughs> he makes a beer, which it was never brewed or packaged. Yeah, right. Just deletes these things. Oh, that night we got the beer stick was unbelievable. Oh yeah, we're, your... we're in the process of purchasing another our beer stick. It's after our it's first in, one was faulty. You guys, the had the, uh, you guys had to like MacGyver that thing with duct tape to try to get the vacuum seal correctly, but yeah. like you'd still squirt half of it down the other side of the tube. But like we couldn't open up the tube enough. To get it out. Yeah, that, that was a nightmare. Uh, once we fixed it, though, for whatever reason, that thing had some major velocity for, like, a good oh, portion that, of time. Like, that, that thing had it, like, speed. shot into the back of my gullet. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, what is this take, thing? It was like, all you do is open your mouth, and it was going down. <laughs> like, that was it. And it was just, yeah. <laughs> like, Cody Co has a funny story about, like, a beer stick where uh, he was, like, on a boat or something, and some dude had one. And he's like totally like a like complete frat dude. And Cody's like, oh, I'll, I'll like I'll race you, whatever. And so Cody goes, and it's like a like an average, like probably like one of us. And then the kid literally just like, like just like in like seconds was, and it was yeah. But you can delete some things with that. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of uh, deleting, you know, who got deleted. Who? Kendrick Perkins, that stupid asshole. Or oh, that was a really <laughs> shitty chirp. <laughs> no, right, let me redo that. Kendrick Perkins, that fucking loser. We did. That was better. <laughs> we do. I do not like Big Perk, but. Oh, you should have heard his take tonight on the breakdown. They had, uh, dude, the, dude, the NBA pregame show is 10 times better than what the NHL has ever done. Well, like the like pregame. Kenny Shaq like, and. Oh my god! Oh yeah, Dude, it's watching Stephen A. I think it's Kenny up there with them. Like they got the players walking in, they're like chirping in their fits. They're like, "Oh, look at this!" Like he's like, "Look how like he's dressing up for this one." Look at this, like like they're they're making it more so personal. So like you feel like you kind of like know the player or whatever. And it's like during their warm up, you can see what I don't. I might have been Devin Booker. I think he's on the Suns. Yeah. He, they were showing his warm up and like what he does to like warm up, and they were showing um, Giannis doing it too, like different, like and it's just like it makes it feel like you're kind of more at the game. You know what I mean? Hey, who's in more the, of like a personal touch? Is this? I was talking about the TNT like halftime show, I think, with like Kenny Shaq oh. and Charles. Barkley, oh yeah, but... well that's great. That's awesome too. Yeah. Where it's like I think NHL's they've been signing a lot of ex players who like have been known to just let it fly, so. It's probably going to be like a very, it's probably, hopefully it's like the same thing. And that's, it's, it's awesome. 
because like yeah. their banter the back and forth Stephen a is insane like it's like you're just like he's, he's so outrageous you're just like laughing at him yeah. you're like what what did I you think- just say like Sam th- Perkins, Perkins will throw something out too. It's that's was brutal. Yeah, they're both characters for sure. But I think fans want like a more personal experience with the players. So when you get to hear from a player on a firsthand basis, like talk about the game, it just makes it so much more interesting. Like they have Draymond Green, who plays for the Warriors, come on to the NBA TNT halftime show with like Kenny, Shaq, Charles, and Ernie. And, like, he'll talk to them. And, like, he's professional. He's pretty good at it, actually. But he's still a current that's player, and you, like, never see that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's even better because then it's like you're getting firsthand, like, oh, well, when you're going up against this guy doing this, like, what are you looking for? And he's, like, giving in. For, it's yeah, like, that's exactly what they do. It's cool. It's, like, something that you, as a casual NBA fan, we have never seen before at all. And it's, like, same with hockey. That's why, like, with Sean Avery on Instagram, he throughout the entire game is like play by play pointing out like specific things that like certain guys are doing that are like, I would have never noticed that. And it's like these little plays that make them that much better at hockey than everyone else in the world. And it's crazy, but like you need that personal touch of a ex player giving the information because he knows what to look for. You mentioned hockey and that triggered one thing and one thing only, and that is the Stanley cup. Finals, the Lightning win Patty, in five games, four to one. What are your Patty thoughts? Maroon? Patty Maroon gets his third. I was really happy for him because he was a guy. Now here's a guy, the the, the NBA meme. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, fuck, I lost my train of thought. Sorry, fuck. What was I talking Patty about? Patty Maroon. Patty Maroon gets his third. Goes to, he played in Edmonton forever. There's actually a really funny clip of this kid getting like robbed on a breakaway in like the Edmonton skills competition. It's hilarious. But like, he's like, kid makes a nasty move and the goalie saves it. It's like, <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, never getting a big deal at all. Like, never, like, always making like way less than what he should have been like making. So he's like, so he makes the move out of Edmonton, comes down to St. Louis, you know, he's like brought on as like this like new guy. Finally gets to, like, spend time with his kid, you know, like, just a great, just overall, it's like, a, seems like a great guy, kind of like a douchebag, but, like, you kind of get that when you're, like, that tough and, like, comes off, like, nothing else. But, uh, comes to St. Louis, you know, he's, and plays this huge-ass fucking role on St. Louis. They win the cup, and then they don't resign him, so then Tampa picks him up, and bang, Tampa's back-to-back. And it's, like, you need that, it shows that grit in the playoffs, you need that skill you need those skill guys to perform like the way they do like fucking oh my god like kutrov like point like um oh my god sorelli all these guys that are just so nasty that are like they were like picked like out of like it's like a it wasn't like so the current gm steve eiserman for the detroit red wings was there and pretty much built and drafted this team and then he went on to detroit and now their draft picks have showed up to this like, he pretty much picked everyone on the team and then left to go to Detroit to, like, because that's where he played when he was a player. And so they have, yeah, they finally get all these, like, good draft picks, whatever. But it shows, like, growth and development and taking your time and, like, making key draft picks really develops. And that you get, you get, like, you get these mm-hmm. nasty players that, like, nobody that were picked in, like, the third and fourth round. It's insane. It can work. It can work. It's just, do 
organizations have the patience for it. And that's all, like, the thing, yeah. And all across major sports, it's a win now league. And it's like, what can we do to be successful now? Like, we're not going to wait. Like, we're, you see, like, in the NBA, like, the signing of, like, just, like, big-name players all the time. Same with the NHL. Same, just every sport. They're always trying to find big-name players that are going to take their team to the next level instead of, like, coming from the ground up and, like, drafting and then hopefully, like, you know, getting enough players that have potential to bring them a Stanley Cup or bring them a championship. And you see that with, with Tampa Bay, like a dominant five game series and they went their back to back Stanley Cup champions. Like it's so difficult to we talked about how difficult it is to win a Stanley Cup, but let alone do it back to back. Yeah. Two years. It's crazy. It's like there's I mean, we've had two back to backs and like at least my time on here with with Pittsburgh doing it back to back with Sade, and then obviously this one where it's like these kind of super teams will kind of s- develop. But it's like that's where the cap like works in. I get like the whole controversy with like, oh, they were 18 million over the cap, and that's why they won. Where it's like, how many teams out there can win without their best player in the lineup and make the playoffs? Like, name one other team in the league that could sit out their best player and make the playoffs. Like the Bruins couldn't do it without Pasternak. Like, if like so many other teams, like you think the Capitals are, I don't know, the Capitals might be good enough to do it without Ovi, but Still, it's like this has been the only team. Like a a good example is like without Connor McDavid, yeah, zero chance. (laughs) Like, I mean, with Drysital, he does pick it up when McDavid's gone. Same with the way Malkin does when Sid's out. Malkin picks it up like he steps up to the plate and takes over that team. Where it's like you have the the one and the two, but like Tampa's got like a one, a two, a three, a four. But like, there's six good. There's like six players on that team that could easily be the best player on another team if they went to it where it, which is insane that show that shows how good stevie y is at like just drafting and developing it's crazy um so hopefully detroit is back on the horse pretty soon here considering if you can do that in 10 years like i want to see what detroit looks like in 10 years um like they could be back to like the old detroit and like the early the late 90s early 2000s where they were just fucking dominating um but yeah uh Carey Price, he did not play like he did at the beginning of the series, um, which kind of sucked because throughout the entire playoffs, he really had that vacuum effect where, like, anything that came near him, instant, like, whistle, face off. Like, he covered it, and then it was just over. So, like, it was very hard for every team that played him, like Vegas and yeah. who, and especially, like, um, who else did they play um, in the second round? Like, Winnipeg. Who are these teams that like they they get a lot of goals from their second chance opportunities and like they're especially with like a good team in Montreal where they're re- really good on the back end too where it's like you're not going to get a lot of mistakes so like Vegas didn't couldn't score because like when you, they played perfect hockey and they played good defense and they had Carey Price being a vacuum cleaner back there so it's like yeah. when you meet a team like that, it's like it takes a team like Tampa to win those games one nothing because your defense is just as good. Like, your offense rolls four lines, and you have a goalie who has not played this good since, like, Patrick Waugh slash, like, Marty Roder slash, like, just who can win you a game. He can win you a one nothing game in game five of the Stanley Cup final. He can put up a shutout, and he's, like, every, every series-clinching game 
he's like either put up like one goal or a shutout in like the past like two seasons. Like both years they've won, he's played that well where they can win a one nothing game. Like Caulfield hit the post after they scored in Tampa and like the uh, second period off a nasty fucking oh my god, it looked so nasty. McDonough sliding that like he just moves laterally, snaps it over to Coleman, and then call and then uh, I forget who it was put the stick down. But yeah, I don't know. What did you think of the series, though? Uh, I honestly <laughs> watched very minimal parts of the series, so I can't speak on it too much. But just like, like, just to speak off of what you're saying, from like, even just based off what I've watched throughout the season, like Tampa Bay, they have just so many ways they can hurt you. And it's like, I understand the strategy that Montreal was going in, trying to slow down that like high powered offense. Like we're going to cover the puck and we're going to try to kill their momentum. But with a team that has an equally good defense and they're great on like when they're on the other side of the zone, like they didn't really need second chance opportunities because they're that good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, like a, if they had a chance, they were scoring. Yeah. And like a lot of teams need those second chance opportunities to, yeah. to get their guys going, to get their offense going. But I don't know. They could potentially. Do you think they uh, go for a three peat next year? It depends on who they keep and who gets taken. Because we have the expansion draft this summer with uh, the Seattle Kraken coming in. So they're going to lose somebody. To, they're going to lose people to that. They're going to lose. Um, uh, they're going to lose. Well, they got to fix the cap. They're $18 million with the cap. So it's like they're going to lose some guys or. I'm going to say a lot of their third and fourth line guys are going to be gone. I would say they're probably going to try to keep like Stamkos and Killorn, probably try to keep point. But like, it's like, it's going to be hard. And like, they're going to keep Headman, McDonough. Like, so like, it's either going to be like, they're going to all got to take like team friendly deals heading like from now on. Or like, if you want to get paid, you're going to have to leave the team essentially, where it's like, you're going to either have to all take a little less which in a, like, they have no state tax. So it's like, they already have the most amount of cap. You can like, they like you can get, it's like, it's like, if you got paid 6 million in Tampa, so you'd probably take home like four and a half. If you got paid 6 million in Toronto, you're making, you're taking home like maybe three. Yeah. Cause of the tax. <laughs> so like a guy like Matthews and like Martin and all them, they all make like 10 million a year. They're only seeing like six of it. So it's like you have to sign a guy who's like like Austin Matthews had the most signed goals this year. You have to pay him ten million because he's only going to take home six. So it's like he can go to. He, I think he's going to go to Arizona as soon as he's contract up the Leafs. I think he's going to Arizona. I don't know why he wouldn't. He lives there. Uh, he's from there, and like he could make ten million out there and take home like eight or not like eight. You know what I mean? Where it's like, so that kind of that that's the only thing that's like with Tampa, where it's like you can take home a lot more because no state tax, but um, yeah, it's gonna get split up. I mean, they got a chance. I mean, they're gonna have good goaltending. They're gonna have great offense if they can find cheap role players that can fill in and can contribute like they didn't play. They even play just more defensively and just like like your big your big dogs just keep doing what they're doing. You know, yeah. um, I mean, if you keep that that core together yeah it's like you're gonna have a chance to compete 
come stand, come playoff time. So exactly. I mean, especially with a health a healthy Kucherov and Stammer. I mean, I know I'm pretty sure Kucherov's got something going on, but uh, yeah, it sucks for Alex Kalorn. He broke his shin bone, maybe femur, maybe I don't know something is like. Um, but he was quoted saying that he wanted to get surgery and then play, play by the end of the series. Like they want him to stick a rod in there and then he'll play. Like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> throw a nice, nice metal rod in there. Get to go. Like, yeah, just throw, just, just like, yeah, just give me a zipper it up and I'll just be out there tomorrow. Yeah. It's like, are you kidding me? Um, yeah. So that's pretty much all I got for, I mean, it was, it was nice that Weber, uh, in the press conference, Carey Price came on sad. He's like, oh, I don't think I played very well at the beginning of the series, which, like, he didn't. He didn't play like the Carey Price he did. Wasn't that vacuum cleaner. Gave up second-chance opportunities. And when you give up early goals to Tampa, you're not going to score. Like, it's it was almost impossible for them to score goals that series, even after solving their the Tampa power play. Um, but yeah, I came out and sad. He's like, I didn't play very well. And Weber's like, no, no, man, you, you played on. You played the best you could. It was us to let you down. Like, so that's a big move by Weber taking the blame for that and shows his character and how good of a captain he is and how much the boys probably love him in the locker room. So that's always nice to hear when uh, when an owner, like when somebody like that takes leadership for his goalie and really, really, really shows how, why he's the captain of the team, you know? Yeah. I like to see that. I like to see guys like humble themselves and like not have an ego, like lose as a team, win as a team, that whole mentality. So yeah, exactly. It's just it's it's a it's a nice it's a good gesture. It's good to see. Yeah. All right. What do you want? Do you want to do uh, Bucks and Suns, or do you want to do, do you want to do the baseball? What do you What do you want to do? We'll hit up some Bucks and Suns talk. Bucks and Suns. I just wish I had time to actually watch these games because because oh, <laughs> the game starts at nine o'clock. There's actually a game on right now. It's game two, Bucks Suns. But I didn't even get to watch game one. Maybe like literally like a couple minutes because I, I already said it. I wake up at four in the morning, don't have time to watch the whole game. I'll just be exhausted. So Yeah, it's it's terrible. You know? I, I couldn't watch the end of the game last night. I didn't. Yeah. But I do know this. Their big three in Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, and Chris Ball combined for 81 points. And they came away with the victory in game one, 118 to 105. Um, just based off like the game recap and highlights and clips that I saw, like Chris Paul, like wants this very badly. Like he's playing great. Like he, his numbers, he put up 32, four and nine. So 32 points, nine assists. That's an unbelievable game for a veteran point guard. Who's in his first NBA finals ever. Um, he's, he's playing like he wants it. He wants to be there. Yeah. He like, wants it real bad. Like he's the, waiting- high- the highlights they were showing was unreal. Yeah, he looked great. He's been waiting 16 seasons for this moment. Like, there's dudes who get make it to the finals like their rookie year. And yeah, I mean, if you're if you're on LeBron's team, <laughs> yeah, anybody who's on LeBron's team's like, oh, I'm going to the ship. Yeah, right. Um, uh, the Bucks did put up a fight. I I don't I don't know how I'm, I perceive this series. Like, I think the Suns are the better team. Like, I just think. DeAndre Ayton is just dominant as a center. Like he just, he's got, he's improved so drastically, like from when he entered the NBA a few years ago. And I just think he's 
too much to handle. And then just the leadership of Chris Paul is definitely the X factor. Like he knows what to do in pressure situations. And like all the guys in the locker room love him. They just preach him. They're like, even Devin Booker said he's the best leader of all time. That's like, awesome. That's, to hear. that's, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. That's fucking, oh, that's, 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 that, that's what I like. That's what I'm like. I feel like some teams, like when I, like, that's why I'm not a huge LeBron fan. Cause like he just comes off like a douchebag. Like, he just comes off like he doesn't care. Like, oh no, it's just the LeBron show. Like, fuck everyone else. Like, at the beginning of his career, it seemed like he was he was doing some leadership things. He was Jordan like with the leadership, and then after he like went to LA, like the whole like yeah, you know, he just like was like I'm just gonna be a celebrity now. Like, I don't really care. Like, basketball is something I do on the side. You know, it's like a hobby now. Where it's like he's more concerned about the movie <coughs> than like he came up in a press conference where he brought up the movie when after they lost the after the he got lost in the finals or lost in like the whatever round they got kicked out in. He left He left with, like, seven minutes left in the game. Oh, and the and Lakers like, lost? Yeah, they, he got yeah, sent out. He, he, and he's like, oh, yeah, go watch my go. You guys should go watch my movie. It's like, dude, yeah. it's like you're going to, like, you're ruining your effort. Like, what is that? You know when people, like, look up to him, and he's just going, like, oh, yeah, I don't really give a fuck about the game. Like, you can, it's fine to just leave with seven minutes left. Like, dude, you're, like, you're just going to give up? Like, yeah. Who the fuck? I mean, I don't know. It's I'm not going to say I'm not going to say LeBron doesn't care anymore cuz of, of course he does. Like this is his passion. He's one of the greatest athletes of all time, greatest basketball player of all, one of the greatest basketball players of all time. So, are you a LeBron over Jordan guy? Oh, uh, no, I'm not I'm not that guy. <laughs> Oh, you're not that guy. I'm the Jordan over LeBron, but like you know how. Okay, I thought you were about to be like everyone. Oh, every, okay. But you know how everybody like everyone that's like younger or even my age. A lot of people are like, "No, bro, LeBron." That's a whole conversation to get into, though. Like, that's you could talk for hours about that. We'll have to so. see what Ben's think. We'll have to see what Ben's think. Oh, what if Ben's Ben doesn't even LeBron like LeBron. Me and him both don't like LeBron. <laughs> okay, I can respect him a hundred percent. But I just don't like, like he's not a player I would watch and be like, I like him. Like I like how he plays. I don't. I don't like how he plays because you watch him. He's crying to the refs. He's flopping. He's complaining. Like I just want a guy who plays hard, and then when they lose, they lose like a man. Yeah. Like Kawhi Leonard. Like Kawhi Leonard loses like a man. Steph Curry loses like a man. Like all those stars have like humble themselves but i feel like lebron hasn't shown that and you know he i i'm not even gonna put the blame on him though like he's been treated like an a-list celebrity from literally like the age of like 17 18 years old like his games were nationally televised like he was treated like a god yeah he's dunking on his kids basketball games yeah (laughs) <laughs> I was gonna say LeBron went to shit as soon as he stopped throwing that powder in the air. I think he stopped still, throwing that. Is he? Is he, is he throwing I think powder? he still does it. They just don't show don't, it as much. Exactly. They, as soon as they, the second they stop showing that, the second I checked out of LeBron. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna say I hate LeBron. I just not the biggest fan. But. That's an entirely different conversation. Yeah, it's entirely different. Bez, I don't know what your thought. Bez, if you're listening, I don't know what your thoughts are on this. For anyone else who's listening, comment, 
Comment, don't go. <laughs> comment down below. Are you? LeBron? There's probably somebody <laughs> listening who's like Larry Bird, greatest of all time. <laughs> <laughs> some Boston scumbag. Yeah. Some guy. Some guy was eating honeydew donuts for for breakfast. I'm like, you can't tell me some six eight white guy is gonna go off in today's NBA. Unless you're Luka Doncic, of course, but he's not even six eight. I don't know. I think Bird would would have. He would be. <laughs> we're jumping around he would be solid but he he would not be what what he was because he just the nba is just too athletic now i think well i think that's why kobe did so well at the beginning like he just did well throughout his career obviously like he was like the like he was like the game breaker before like true game like he just played so much faster than everyone else and yeah. like his jump shot was so, like he was like on the three ball and like on like that like yeah, he just the the signature shots that have been in NBA history are fucking insane. Like right. the fucking, like the Kobe fucking turnaround jumper, like the Dirk Nowitzki turnaround uh, jumper. Like how nasty I think I think thing. the Dirk Nowitzki is jumper is probably the most iconic. It's just it's got to be up yeah. there. Yeah, that's gotta be one of the like one of the craziest ones. I'm trying to think well, who else has like a signature. Ray Allen had a Ray Allen's signature quarter three was nasty too during that playoff run. Oh yeah. Like, oh eight. Oh yeah. Ray Ray. <laughs> but back to Suns Bucks for a little bit at least. Yeah. Like right. I said, try I think to, the to fit that in. I think the Suns are. I think the Suns should take it as long as they keep getting. Solid performances from their big three, like I said. And then, I don't know. It's just, if you are able to manage Giannis and contain him, you should be good because then that leaves Middleton to do all this heavy scoring. And Middleton has proven that he can do it, but it's not very consistent and sporadic at times. So, I mean, the Bucks literally only play like five, six guys and like, they're set with that. Like if you look at their, their roster, like they're barely even reaching into their bench for, to, to play guys. It's literally like five or six play the whole game. Holy shit. It's crazy. Yeah. So you're going to get burnt out like that. Especially on that with a deeper team, like the Suns. Yeah. You're going to get burnt. Yeah. yeah. Suns, Suns are four. for sure. Suns and four. Suns and four. Suns and four. <laughs> the Suns and four guys is praying that the Suns go in four. Cause they'll even get more famous. <laughs> Dude, he is going. He's been uh, going to nightclubs in Phoenix like every night with like, like different. Imagine that, like basically everyone in Phoenix knows you. Yeah, because like all he has to do is just wear a Suns jersey. That's all he has to do. Is all he has to do. Jersey. I guarantee you. Like, even if people don't recognize him, I guarantee he probably walks into a bar, holds up four fingers, and then they're like, "Oh, oh that's him." You're the, wait, are you the guy? <laughs> are you the? Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say he's uh so going back to so what's the number what's the number two on Milwaukee? It's Giannis and the other what's the other guy? His name's Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton. So a couple weeks ago in our group chat, Bez brought up the fact that hurt that that big big perk, Papa Perk. Oh uh, no, yeah. Said that Middleton was the number one and Giannis was the Robin to yeah. Middleton as Batman. Terrible and take. Was, terrible, terrible take. take. And then tonight on the pregame show, he's spitting about how much better Giannis is than Middleton. 
This guy's a this guy's a flip flopper. Guy's a fraud. This guy can't hold a take. He's fucked, <laughs> oh, dude. Fuck. Oh, and he and he called tonight. He did. He his pick was Bucks tonight. He was like, "Oh, Giannis could be the best guy on that floor tonight." Oh, yeah. Fucking. Yeah. Well. Yeah, Bez and I actually disagreed about that. We were supposed to talk about it on last pod. Oh, because he said Middleton was he said Middleton was Superman, or not Superman, Batman. There you go. (laughs) He was the number one. He said uh, Middleton was the number one guy, and Giannis was number two. But you're talking about Giannis, a back-to-back MVP. Like it's his team. We're not going to make it something that it's not. It's it will always be. It's his team. I mean, I understand Middleton will play better at times, but that that happens with. Even with the Celtics, like Brown will play better than Tatum. Like if Tatum's having an off night, like it's just how it goes. Yeah. And like you can just see in the Bucks offense that the entire offense is ran through Giannis and Middleton. I mean, Middleton's like more of a primary ball handler than Giannis, obviously. But he plays second fiddle to Giannis. So it's like. That's a good term. Just think about how much like. I'm going to use you as an example. This is kind of a funny example. All right, you're on your hockey team, right? You're like, yeah. damn, I'm probably the best, one of the best players here. All the attention's on me. You start feeding other guys. You start feeding other guys to get them involved. Exactly. It makes it way more fun. And, like, when you think of the box, you're, you're thinking Giannis. You don't think of – you don't say Middleton when you think of the box, unless no. maybe you live there, but yeah. – like, no, I'm not discrediting discrediting Middleton either because he he can put it on when he wants to. Like he's a very oh, good player, yeah. but I just think you can't like you're talking about a back to back MVP of the league. Um, I don't know, one of the most dominant big men in the league for sure. So it's Giannis's team, but. I wonder who's know. running the. Well, is okay. So does Giannis speak? English, like good English. Yeah, it's pretty. It's not bad. It's pretty good. Okay, so he can like I was gonna say if there's a language barrier, then Middleton maybe more, like, oh, maybe Giannis is more yeah. of like vocal in the locker room, which like I could see him being because he's what he's probably American, right? Middleton, yeah, yeah. Like I was gonna say, so yeah, maybe there, but I don't, I don't know. Maybe maybe they're maybe like co doing it. I don't know. But either way, I mean, I feel like I think the media you know, and just like fans are always just like trying to grab to some onto something like, oh, he's the number one guy. This is his team. Instead of just being like, oh, they're great together. Like, why do we have to say, like, why do we have to say this person, this player is better than this player? Like, I don't because know. everything everything you do in this country is competitive, Devin. I know, I know, dude. And and dudes <laughs> love arguing sports. That's what dudes do. That's what we're. That's why we have a podcast because dudes love arguing and talking sports. That's right. why. That's what I mean. Because like people are. That's why people people are paid to create controversy. Paid to like have their takes and like people agree. Some people don't, and that's why it works. I just know? hate how like if you have a bad take, it gains traction. Like you know how like people who like post some really weird stuff on Instagram or like put hate comments like in the comments and that gains all the attention, like the most like replies. Yeah, most like exactly. Yeah. People love shitting on people. Like, yeah, you just want to call him a clown. That's what we, that's what we hate Papa Perk. Cause fuck, he's a clown. Like I guarantee the stuff he says, he doesn't even believe. He's just like, how can I stay relevant? 
Yeah, exactly. How can I stay on the the, the ESPN pregame show? That's how he gets FaceTime with uh, Stephen A. Because like Stephen A. is the king of cr- saying crazy shit to go to go viral. Yeah, like that's his game. He's supposed to be. He he's get paid to be the most ridiculous sports talker ever. He's definitely a. He's well on his way to being a legend. Oh, he's well, already he is, but like he's a legend, yeah. Because like I feel like you've never really seen a personality like him when it comes to to sports radio, sports because he did radio for a while, sports shows. I'd say he's like the Don Cherry of hockey, where like or the Don Cherry of basketball, where like forever, like if you watched, if you grew up in Canada, which like I did. Like, from when I was born to, like, till, like, I don't know, like, two or three years ago, Hockey Night in Canada is, like, the thing. So, it's, like, on Saturday nights, you're watching Hockey Night in Canada, whether it's the Leafs, whether it's, like, um, the Canadians, whether whoever's on Hockey Night in Canada. And during the first intermission, it's Coach's Corner with Don Cherry and Ron McClain. And Ron McClain would be the guy who's, like, just kind of – he's driving the bus and he's talking about – He's like giving, he's feeding and he's feeding questions to Don Cherry to get the like blow up reaction and like, what is yeah. he going to say? And eventually it ended up coming up because he said something kind of like, kind of, I don't know if it was racist or controversial, but either probably way, bo- it's like, probably both. Well, when you got an 80, when you got like a 75 year old guy on who's like, who was born at a completely different time. Yeah. Saying like stuff, it's like eventually, like, especially with today's culture, it's going to get, eventually it's gonna like go on you know but uh yeah where it's like it's he's the guy who they bring on to say crazy stuff and to get clicks and that's like exactly what Stephen a does that's why he gets paid it's sick like it's it's fucking it's ridiculous it's ridiculous what he does and it's it's awesome because that's that's what drives the game of basketball to make it what it is because personalities are half the the reason why it's the NBA is so good because there's their players are so Jack here was a song about Tyler hero. Like, yeah. Or Jack, Jack. Jack Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Tyler, Tyler hero. Like I just remember in the bubble, like he was playing nasty. And then this year he like fell off and they're like, yo, he's, he spent too much time with his hot girlfriend or his girlfriend. So hot. They probably broke up by now. Right. I don't know. I have no clue. Uh, he's a local kid too. Went to uh oh my god, he went to Brewster Academy, right? Or he went to some academy near here. Phillips Exeter. I think he went to Phillips Exeter. I don't think so. That's uh that's Duncan Robinson, I think if you're thinking of. Do you I, know thought that, I thought he was local. I thought why did I think Tyler here was local? Donovan Mi- Donovan Mitchell on the jazz went to Brewster. Oh, okay. Did you, did you see that uh, Geo Baker is going to Raptors training camp? He's been or, uh, well. I think they're just work. They're just working him out for like the the draft. Okay. But he uh, uh, he announced he's going back to Rutgers for his fifth year. Oh, uh, okay. But he's still going to the the Raptors yeah. one, I think. Right? Yeah, yeah. He went to that's. There was another one. I think he went to like Cleveland. I saw him post on his stories like the Cavs, Raptors couple other teams but that's sick like that's that, so cool yeah we got to try to get him on because i know people that know him so it's like i gotta, gotta, I gotta, I gotta see if frank, i can pull some frank's boy, frank's boys with them that's what i mean i'm like frank's boys with them dude i think we can i think we can get it shout out frankie suave 
Go listen. I think he just dropped a new single today. Or is it yesterday? No, it's tomorrow. It's tomorrow. All tomorrow. Right. Yeah. We're giving him um, We're giving we gotta, him a yeah. shout out. We're giving him a shout out on the pod. Um but yeah. So yeah, we get the uh the, that's pretty much that that's all you got, right? Yeah, we'll call it a wrap. Probably okay, one of the- I know I didn't know if you want to talk about the spider attack or the runner, but what how I mean how long are we going? How long have we going? I don't know. For a bit. Okay. Um, yeah, you want to talk about the runner real quick? All right, Shakari Richardson. US okay, Ole- Thank God. Thank God you had the name. <laughs> US <laughs> US track star was a, about to or did qualify for the Olympics. Was favored to win gold in her event, which I believe is the hundred meter. Forgive me if I'm botching that, but I think you're right. Um she tested positive for marijuana in her blood, in her uh, blood, in her system, or THC, and uh, yeah, so she's banned from the Olympics. That violates Olympic protocol and regulations. It was a whirlwind of opinions and comments for this past week, and I'm very sick of it. But we might as well talk about it. We got it. We got to get this in a little bit, right? I mean. My initial thoughts were it's stupid because we're in 2021, it's marijuana. But on the other end, you knew the rules and you violated them. You pay the consequences. What do you think from, I can see both sides, but you know. I see how, yes, yes, it's right. I'm more upset about the fact that like, okay, why is it not legal? For like, why, like, marijuana is not like a performance enhancing substance. You know what I mean? It does not affect how you play. If anything, it decreases your performance. If anything, it could decrease your performance. <laughs> yeah. But like, the, the, the mental, like, the mental health and the overall, like, I don't know, like, natural healing it does for your body, it helps with, like, it just helps in your day-to-day where like especially she's a runner where it's like they use like the, the amount of muscles and the amount of like stress on the body running takes especially sprinting it's a tremendous amount and like especially when it's like you can drink alcohol you can take like advil and shit like you can take all these pills that are like have been known to like cause serious damage to people over like a time where it's like marijuana it's a natural way to it's a natural healer like in like healant i guess is that is that a proper term um where it's like and especially because like it's so legal around most it's illegal around most states so it's like in most of like countries so it's like why like we it's just the old ass people that are in the olympic head offices that can't change this rule because like they're so against weed Cause like they all grew up in like the fucking like they're all born in the sixties where like all the boomers, <laughs> all the fucking old ass like white dudes that are like on the Olympic board are like no you can't smoke weed because it's like it's whatever it's like it's not like right it's not like right or whatever whatever their reason is it's like it's oh yeah it's not healthy or whatever it's like it's just so stupid because of the amount of research that's gone into marijuana to make it legal and like the effects it has where it's pretty natural and very positive where it's like it's, a, it's to a point where it's like what do we even like you can't yeah. really change this rule 
and it's like it's like it's smoking weed like it's like it's i mean some people prefer it over alcohol where it's like alcohol is known to have a lot of negative effects to like a person where like especially if they drink too much or even just like the tax on the body where it's like they're allowed to drink alcohol like why can't they smoke weed if they can drink alcohol like it's it's it goes without saying but like it's just it's such an outdated rule that makes zero sense in sports today i think it'll be changed if not this year and the definitely before the next olympics oh um, yeah with the amount of controversy yeah, yeah you're right for sure and i just think like there's just other things to be worrying about and testing player and uh, athletes for other than being like than like marijuana. Like I, I don't know. It's just like it's just like old news. I feel like because like everybody is pretty much accepting to it now. And from this point forward, we should make that change. Well, yeah, because I mean. From a personal level, I'm not going to say any names or list what sport this person plays, but they are an Olympic athlete. And through most, like through all their training and all of their like regular season and all this stuff, they're using cannabis, they're smoking weed, they're you're hitting the pen, they're whatever to their entire seasons during like as recovery, as even like sometimes, like I don't even, I'm not even going to get into it. Um, and it helps them like greatly. And it's awesome. Cause it's like a natural healing. Like they don't drink, like none of them really drink. Most of them just smoke weed and it's been great for them. But then when the, like their worlds come around, they, they, it's like on a certain date, they know they all like they have to quit. Like they have to be clean for this much. Yeah. And it's like, it's not like it's a hard thing to quit, but it's, it can be for some people. And especially like it's, used by everyone like if you're using it in the if you're like if you're getting caught before the olympics using it you're using it when you're training you're using it when you're running your regular races like it's not like it's like she oh like she never did it before and then smoked a joint like two weeks before or whatever and then now it's like this, like no they're they're using it regularly like it's already being used by all these athletes like why not just make it legal so that they can just continue their training and not like you know what I mean? And just not fuck with their system where it's like, just let it be used when it's clearly already being used whenever they're not in the Olympics. Yeah. According to Richardson, I don't have the quote in front of me, but she said it was used for managing emotional distress. I believe it was her either her mother or grandmother that passed away. And that's, she said, that's why she was using, or that's why she was smoking. But I don't know if that I don't know if that was a way to like justify it to like the Olympic Committee or something. I don't know. I don't know if he's lying, telling the truth. What I have no clue. But exactly. I, I mean, it's one of those things where like it's being used like the same way. Oh, would you rather have her fucking drink a whole bottle of vodka? Right. Or like take a like, bunch of meds or like, yeah, or so, take some pills or something. Like, would you rather have her do that than just like smoke a little weed? Like, it's really like it's just not a big deal and. And it's not a big deal. Like, it's just really not something that should be this blown up. Yeah. Where she gets banned. I think people get so caught up in the fact that it's just marijuana and that they shouldn't, she shouldn't be banned. 
But like I said before, when you know the rules are in place and you've been training your entire life for this moment, yeah, you have one, one thing you cannot do. And she definitely knew she couldn't do it. And she got caught with yeah. smoke weed. And now you have to wait another four years to compete. And it's like all, all that time you put in was just wasted. And, the, and it's just like in that moment of weakness where you know, like when you're smoking, that you have a chance of testing positive and your dreams can be ruined. Like I, I just could never put myself in that position, even if I felt overwhelmed with emotion. Like I just couldn't do it. I don't know. Yeah, that also is a good point where it's like, and then especially like, like they sell detoxes at GNC, like at GNC. Like if you needed to get marijuana out of your system, yeah. like tomorrow, like you might be able to demand how much you smoke. But it's like if you took a couple detoxes, like and especially with the amount she runs, like you would have to smoke that legit like a day before or like five days. The amount of like calories they burn and the amount of like sweat they have, like you would it'd be out of your system like that. And it's like if you knew it was that early, like you gotta come on, like you gotta know that like if there's a, if there's even a sniff, it's like why are you even doing that? Yeah, I get it's emotional stress, but like, and yeah, I get like grandmother could have been something very very personal in your life, like somebody was there for you, or whatever. But like you gotta know, it's like yeah, what would, like in your head you got like in that situation, it's like you gotta be like, well, what would your grandmother think? It's like would your grandmother rather have you smoke this weed or go win a gold medal? It's just, yeah. When you weigh out the pros and cons, like, it's just not worth it. Because there's just so much riding on that. And it's like, I understand how stupid it sounds that you just got banned. Like, you can't even compete in the biggest stage on, on the world just because of some smoking some weed. But, I mean, rules are rules. I, I know it's kind of like, I don't want to be like, a hater or anything or one of those people but that's kind of like the bottom line is that she knew the rules she didn't follow them olympic committee olympic committee is never going to go back on what they did like they're strict oh, no. they lay down the law so they're way too old and white to go back on a take yeah. so i mean unfortunately that's what happened i think people just got to put it to rest deal with like the consequences of what she did and you know you got to you just keep training. She's got the world championships, which is sooner than four years. So she can compete in that. And then just yeah, hope, so. hope you qualify for the Olympics come four years from now. And you're good to go. Yeah. When so. you, when you can't, when you can smoke that weed at the, at the world, <laughs> at the world's. Yeah. You can smoke weed at the world's, but the Olympics now, nah, bro. What's the difference between the Olympics and the world's? uh i don't know the specifics. a gold medal like a gold medal like is that it i believe like they still give a bigger out, stage i believe they still like, give out medals though in world I, I don't know if i think it's just more of a select group that make the olympics versus the world if i'm not mistaken but um because like making the olympics is like a very small percentage of like especially when it comes to track it's always like top two or top three in that heat or even like swimmers. And it's just always those very select few that qualify, especially in the United States. It's incredibly difficult. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. So yeah, I mean, that's all I got. So you want to wrap it up? Yeah. Well, hope you enjoyed listening to the final say. 
we hopefully we'll be back next week with our full crew. We just need to yeah, get Bez we, back in here. We, we need to get the band back together. We need to get the boys. The boys yeah. are going to be back in town. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're going to have to grab beers next week with Bez. Of course. Um, our boy Coco has been begging me to come on the pod. Oh, we got to get next week. Next week. Let's and uh, next week, let's get let's hear those socks. He, he, he might have had a, a few too many uh, alcoholic beverages from a few weeks ago and he literally brought it up to me probably like 20 plus times. He was like, I, we were at Bernie's in Hampton. He's like, I gotta oh. get on the pod. Oh, you can get him one at Bernie's. Fuck. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We got to get him on. We got to hear these takes. We got to, it'll just be a good guest to have. He'll just be, he's a good guy to like, just even just talk to in general. So great guy. We all just spit some, uh, spit some pod with him. All right. Make sure to, you know, like, <laughs> like subscribe. Tell your friends about the pod. Yeah, just uh, if you liked it, comment, rate us five stars on Apple and Spotify. And uh, yeah, we'll be we'll be coming at you next week. Maybe, yeah, maybe some video content coming soon when okay. we can all get some more free time. Um, yeah, so yeah, just, uh, yeah, have everybody have a good rest of your week. Have a good weekend, everybody. Oh, yeah. Peace. Peace.